Hello and welcome to our Classic Music Podcast Extra. I'm Lawrence Lewis. In this episode, we're revisiting recording the Beethoven Odyssey with James Braun that first streamed in our now discontinued Czech Music Radio show way back in 2013. The Odyssey was interrupted by Covid lockdowns, but James has now resumed his Beethoven Odyssey returning to Potten Hall in Suffolk to make Volumes 7 and 8 that have recently appeared on American label MSR Classics. Back in 2013, James was working on Volume 3, and in particular Sonata No. 2 in A Major, Opus 2, No. 2. I spent a day at Potten Hall. During these sessions, you'll hear the voices of producer Jeremy Hayes, recording engineer Ben Connellan, piano tuner Peter Law, and of course James Braun. I should add, this is very much an impression of a recording session, and not a documentary. And as I noted at the time, the sound is in no way a reflection of the audio quality on the published CD, which you'll find on MSR Classics MS1467. Australian pianist. Um, I'm at Potton Hall in Suffolk and nearly two years ago I was looking for a recording venue and a producer uh, to work with to start recording a Beethoven sonata cycle and somebody recommended that I should come and visit Potton Hall in Suffolk and meet Jeremy Hayes. Uh, and I drove 200 miles from the Cotswolds uh, as soon as I was here, as soon as I went into the the converted barn, which is the concert hall here, uh, tried the piano, and especially as soon as I um, sat down and talked with Jeremy um, for a couple of hours about my plans, I knew that I wanted to work here, and I knew that I wanted to work with Jeremy. Uh, and so we organised um, a date to work in 2012, which was uh, turned out to be the end of April, and uh, Jeremy has um, a great engineer called Ben Connellan who's here with us this week and last year uh, Jeremy, Ben and I uh, we recorded three times two Beethoven volumes and a recital disc last summer Uh, the first Beethoven volume has been released now on MSR Classics Uh, and here we are today now the end of July working on volume three of the Beethoven sonatas Ben is a wonderful engineer, lovely guy, and I really like working with him. Jeremy is an amazing producer, and the results that they uh, produce from what I can do at the piano um, with their editing skills and um, uh, knowledge of the music uh, and a very, both of them with very keen ears and knowing really what sounds the best 
they managed to get, they certainly managed to get the best out of me. That was interesting, getting myself waking up in the morning, getting my brain moving. I think there were some things that were okay in that. How I Not everything. Absolutely. Fantastic. Start with the first movement, shall we? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. How do you about you? How did you feel about today's take? That first movement. Be interested to compare the tempo with yesterday's. I wondered if it was what it was on the clock, it was just a touch slower. Was sometimes. it today? Yeah. Well yesterday I'd already played the tempest ten times, so I was sort of warmed up and playing and and I probably was it noticeably slower? I once or twice I thought, mm, is this slower? And then I looked at the because no, first takes through, I put timings at the top of the, each page just to give me coordination points. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, and I thought, yeah, this is, I think by the time you reached the development for the first time, it was about 10 seconds. I think yesterday was better, wasn't it? I think it? yesterday had a bit more zen. Well, let's see. My recollection is. But you never know, I might. Uh, 105, Ben. Should we start? Yeah, can I just so actually sort out right here exactly what you did? Not have been perfect pitch. Um, we did. I know what I know what the first thing you did was was that basically. But then three one four. Did you go back to the beginning? You went back to the beginning of the whole thing, didn't you? The second take. Start three one four, please. I didn't. I go back to the beginning of the recap or something. I have to say that I, I, I do prefer playing a live concert to recording, but recording is just different. It's, some, it's a different art form, and it allows me to do something that is artistically, I think, still very valid, just as valid as a live concert. Uh, yes, that's very true. You could just record live concerts, but the reality is that in this day and age, there would have to be a lot of editing done even to a live concert and you know with most concerts you, you it's very difficult to get the piano exactly as you like or the acoustic of the hall that you're playing in you also always got a lot of extraneous noise from the audience uh, which just basically get very difficult to edit out some of those noises uh, live concerts are great but actually of course most live recordings have all been heavily edited anyway so they're never really, truly live. Yeah, that's the beginning of the recap. Recap. It's when it's it. It's that's the, right. It's the forte piano. No, just got to get this right. So three one four was here. So there was actually a 10 second difference with the, with the exposition repeat. Yeah. The two um, and that one then went. Difference. Where did that one finish? 314. 314. I've got one. Seven, but I'm completely uh, wrong because. No. I stopped and started a bit, didn't I? You did. I got a bit sort of muddled. You did. Where did 314, the other take, start then? I thought it was 162. So 315? Yeah, 162. <laughs> Yes. First or the second time, I don't know. You see, but anyway, I did. I did. I I, I repeated myself. I went back and started again at um, 
bottom of page 25. And, uh, I definitely did that. And then I think I restarted, sometimes restart a couple of times at the beginning of the recap. I got a bit muddled and then I sort of went, yeah. and then I was realised I was going back to the beginning. Yes. That's right, sorry, sorry. Yes, I, when I went back to start the recap, I, I started playing and then realised I'd taken a wrong turning, collected my thoughts and then started again the recap. So, does that make sense? I think that's what I just did. Um, and then the other thing was, in the, say, in the development, I just restarted from the F major chord. Yes, I think the end of Three one four. I think one yesterday one. I played straight through, didn't I? You yeah, did. Three one four. Yeah. I think started the recap, didn't it? Three one four. Yes. That's the recap. Yes, that's right. I think it was where you took the wrong turning. And there were. This is still in development. What's nice about coming here is that Potton Hall is in beautiful countryside, and the piano is kept at an incredibly high level of sort of technical uh, work, working, and it makes, it makes for an experience where, at least for a few days, I can, I can really aim for something, you know, at the highest level without having to compromise on anything. And then I started. Then I started there again. I started in the middle of the development. Can I just see what what number is this now? So this is now the start of three one five, and we are there. No, the previous one. We are page twenty five there. Now, how far did three one four go then, Ben? Please. That's why. To the top of the next. Went up to. And that's all. That's it. Right. Okay. Yeah. One hundred, one hundred and seventy-seven. Went up to there. It started at two two five. The recap. Yep. yep. And went to the end. Thank you. Thank you. And then went to the end. Did it? Well, not unless it picked up again. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. stop, that's just it. stop a minute, please, because what I want to do is to put my make sure I've got the right numbers on my pages here, because at the moment I haven't. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so that's I've just four, Jeremy. That's three one four. I know. I know. I know. Well, I don't know that you know this. Sorry. No. That's that's three one four starts there. And this is all three one four. Yeah. Possibilities to. <laughs> and this <laughs> is three one four. So three one four started at two two five. Particularly F sharp octave. The F sharp above middle C and the octave above. Okay. Please. Right. Okay. 
Thank you. My name is Peter Law, uh, and I've been a piano tuner technician for 43 years. Generally, the whole piano doesn't move, fortunately, just small areas of it, so it has to be corrected. But sometimes not too much, because otherwise <laughs> it won't match. Um, so it can be a difficult job sometimes, but uh, generally it's it's uh, quite straightforward. Though. Well, the worst things that can happen are string breakages and so on. That uh, can be a real problem, because um, a new piece of wire is going to stretch a lot and will go out of tune very, very quickly. So if that happens, you can be in and out, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, so it's best to avoid it if possible. But <laughs> um, The piano will have been chosen for that particular purpose sort of thing. People will come here to Potton Hall because they know the instrument and, and it will suit what they're doing. Any changes that might be necessary uh, are usually as a result of the, the pianist's own sort of requirements, technique and so on, rather than the actual sort of composer. What I think that people have done is they've, mis they've misread Beethoven's fingering. Well, it doesn't say which hand it relates to. Exactly. And what, the, what people always assume that because Beethoven put the, the fingering in italics, right, they always assume that it's always, um, that's all for the right hand. And they've always said, wow, you know, Beethoven, he did it all like this, one like this. Now, if you actually play Beethoven's fingering in there, it's the most awkward, stupid fingering. But if you play it so that you play the first note in each group of semiquavers, you play one, two, two, one, two, and actually use the left hand for the first uh -huh. bit of fingering, yeah. you see, then it works. Because mm. you're doing, and, and then you hear some academics, com you know, commentators who say, pianists who then redistribute this and play it with left and right hand are cheating and are misreading Beethoven's, it's garbage. Mm. I'd like to see some of those people play it all with one hand at the speed that is required. And if you actually just play it so that you play the first, each so I'm using the same fingering, but I am doing left and right hand, and that's what Beethoven intended. He didn't play it with one hand. There is no physical way, and if you follow and and the, and and going up the fingering, it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible to do that fingering. And yet, it makes perfect sense if you play left and right hand following Beethoven's yeah. fingering. And so that's what he obviously, I think that's what he probably intended. But we'll never know because there's no, there's no manuscript anyway for these numbers, two starters. There's no way I can play <laughs> that with one hand. And if anybody plays it with one hand, you know what? It never sounds as good. Yeah, it's just like not as, you can't get the same brilliance. And Anyway, I couldn't agree with you more. So we've got to go yump, bump, bump, bump. We need something um, there. We need to get us from there into the retake where you have those lovely sonorous Fort Sandy in the bass, yeah? Yeah. Um, num, 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 num. I'm looking, this has been a little bit of a. Yeah, let's, let's hear, let's hear 105, can we, for this one? Please. That's fine. Do you think just once, don't know, we might not use it, do you think just even a little bit more teasing writ is an idea or not? Just, just leading into the writ, about the recap. 
Just an idea. Oh, in which case... Yes. Sorry, Ben. Can we go back a bit for our... Sorry. Just, it's just, just, a, just a thought. Yeah. Here we go. is that on the first day I always play my program through as if it's a concert and, I, and this is the fourth time I've been here and so I always record um, the whole program uh, and then, then really take each movement or each piece in turn and if needs be re-record those movements and then patch and edit as necessary but you know in the modern age you, you can't and Jeremy for instance as a world class producer he, does, he, he won't allow a single slip or little smudge or little gap, anything. Um, and so, you know, it is very hard work. Um, just this morning, you know, we've, we've spent probably three, three and a half hours on one movement. And yes, it would be nice to think that you could actually just record a performance of it and people would be happy to listen to it. But I think the problem is, is that these days, people listen to the same recording so many times they were, you know, on repeated listening, and I think any little error, any little smudge, anything that's not acoustically quite right, or something with the piano tuning, or something that's not quite right, it gets picked up on very quickly, and, and on repeated listening, it actually does become annoying. So really, because we can edit out mistakes, and we can, I can make sure that the piano is in top-notch condition throughout the three days of recording, then... It makes perfect sense to do it. Using the two bars. Well, I'd, I'm interested in the descent as well because okay. Jake, because um, Ben and I both heard something a bit odd here. 
But then the chords can easily come from the other one, because I think that chord was very funny in this take. Yes. Out. Back. Out. Yeah? And again? We're not worried about this. Well, I am. Yeah. Because I think in the take you've chosen, I think there's a split in there. Let's, let's prove it by hearing oh. 3 and 18 2. I, I think so too. Yeah. On the E. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But is it the same in all I've just done? No. No, it's clean on all the patches. You've let's hear that patch. 28. 